name is Josh Alvarez. And I'm Liam O'Donnell. And you're listening to episode 168 of Cinepunks. 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 And today we have our wonderful guest whom I love unceasingly. Wonderful in quotes, please. Chris Reed. It's a great honor to be here for episode 169. What's going on for the 168th episode of Cinepunks that we've saved for you or like 168? Four yes. one nine. That's the one. So what's up, man? I'm. Hey, hi everybody. <laughs> back, back, back. Due to no popular demand. Popular demand. Much no popular the demand. Most, of, so do we have to do the bumper for LVAC now? Like I don't feel like we. No, have to. you know what? This is what we're gonna do instead. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna let Chris because uh, you know Chris is convinced that he could do a better ad than us. So oh, Chris. I don't recall most, ever saying that. I enjoy most, your ads. Most people. I think most people who listen to the show know who you are because My we bring favorite. you up every episode. However, every episode, yeah. However, I, I think it'd be interesting to treat you like a a, a guest who's accomplished things because. Uh, in my mind, you have accomplished things, even if you know some of those things are just like bands I don't like or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> hey, Chris, what, what, what? How do you want to tell people who you are, as if they don't already know who you are? Well, I wanted to say, but you wouldn't shut up. That my favorite part of the episodes is always the LVAC bumper, and normally I just turn them off after that because I enjoy your ad reads so much. But I hate we you. Don't you don't read anything; we make real. it up every time. Yeah. So clearly, I, um, you're not listening. Uh, I'm Chris Reject. I put out records and I print t-shirts and I now am a dealer in fine art. Dude, tell us about these velvet paintings. Oh, right. Now, this was, I couldn't tell if this was your acquisition or your um, uh, heterosexual life partner's uh, uh, HLP. Yeah, go on. My new basement goblin? Yes, your new basement goblin is really what I meant to say. Um. Do we do, the, do do we have to thank the Patreon people first? Because they're very no, important. We'll they're far there. more important no, than any of us. Just talk about yourself. Just talk about okay. yourself for a bit. That's the section we're in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry, it's been you know, it's been a whole few days since I listened to episode one sixty eight, the one that preceded this at one sixty nine. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I my San my buddy Sanchez was looking at eBay and found someone selling velvet paintings. And I like velvet paintings. He likes velvet paintings because we are connoisseurs of all things refined and beautiful in this world. Mm-hmm. And so he like looked at it and he was like, yo, these are in Allentown. So he hit, he texted me and he was like, you should, te- you should contact this person and like see if they would do a pickup or how many other velvets they have or whatever, because they have a bunch listed and they sold a bunch over the past month. So I messaged the person and it was some dude in Allentown, and uh, I hit him up, and he was like, "Yeah, uh, come on by, let's uh, let's see, you know." And so Sanchez and I went over, and we picked, and we bought on Sunday. We bought, I think, like sixty-two or sixty-three between the two of us velvet paintings of all sizes, and then um, you know, this was like we're both like idiots, and we're super fucking pumped, like excited about this and we're at my house like flipping through the velvets and like you know oh this is so cool like looking at our score and then the next day i i i'm like kicking myself for not just buying all of them so i text the dude and i'm like yo let me come buy the rest of those (laughs) you know and uh (laughs) that's what we did that's what we did so um i think so now you're gonna flip those for like 
cash? Well, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like we got there's a lot of duplicates and there's a lot of subject matter that I don't really care about. But the only way I could get him to sell me like so when I hit him up on Monday, he was like, no, I'm going to keep the rest of these because his plan was to sell them on eBay and work flea markets and all that shit. Right. Uh-huh. And so he was like, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to sell anymore. You guys got enough yesterday. Like I'm going to sell I'm going to I'm going to hold on to the rest of these. And I think he was kind of kicking himself for selling us so many and letting us shop, you know? Mm. So um, he was like, unless you want to pay and, and like get all of them, but you have to take all of them. And I'm like, fuck, all right. Because really, actually, when I hit him up on Monday, I was like, you know, there's a couple, and I, I would have bought all of them, but I was like, there's a couple more I want. Can I come and get them? And he, that's when he was just like, no, I'm going to keep them because he wanted to eBay them. And then... He was like, well, unless you want to buy them all. And that'll be like this much for painting, but I don't know how many I have. All right, we'll go count them, you know? So he counts them after work and he, he hits me with the price. And it's like, what, it's, what it was is it was a lot more paintings than I realized. So it was more money than I expected. But, you know, some of the paintings we have, three or four of the same painting, or there's like, like there's a bunch of Native American stuff and mm. like, that's not, that's not my lane. You know what I mean? I don't feel uh-huh. like that's appropriate for me to have hanging up around my house as just like a mediocre white dude from the suburbs <laughs> in the Northeast. So we'll probably try to like flip that stuff. There's some, there's some other stuff. Like my friend Michelle runs a cafe in uh, Asbury park and she's real big into velvets. And then our, I think he's friend of the show. I'm going to assume he's a friend of the show because he's my friend, Perry Shaw. Oh, yes. Um, he did a shirt for us. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So friend, friend of the show. I think it's Shal. I guess if Perry I was Shal. a better friend, I would say his name right. Perry, <laughs> if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, but he, he uh, breaking news, he just bought a house. Very hey, exciting stuff. Talk. So, he, so he needs to hang things. And so I think him and Michelle are going to come at some point and shop some of these. And then probably the rest will go, you know, I'm assuming they're going to scoop up the coolest of them. And then the rest will probably go online just to sort of like basically break even on the stuff that we kept is my goal. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, yeah, it's a good plan. Man. I'm not going to, I like it. I'm not looking to make money on it. If we just can <clears throat> break get even. like, you know, yeah, exactly. If I can get a couple of free paintings out of it, that's cool. I like the story of you being like suckered into spending too much money on velvet paintings. <laughs> it's kind of a perfect introduction to your business. So we, we, we can just leave it there and just say, go to xlvacx.com if you want something screen printed. And, uh, and you want to do that with someone who bought a shit ton of velvet paintings. Though, to be honest, I do think velvet paintings are kind of fun. I don't have any, like it's not my vibe. But if I came over to your house, I didn't know this happened. And I just saw you had a bunch. I'd be like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, there's just something about it I, I do think is kind of cool, but I don't, I don't want them in my house personally. You were, you were never in my house before, my old house. Only one time, and I wasn't looking for how many velvet paintings you had. You <laughs> were, were just you looking, looking for, for a the bathroom. Exit? Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> no, we. I think we were picking something up though. It like wasn't like watching a movie or like hanging out. It was like we were getting something, and I don't mm. remember what it was. But yeah, okay. it was just that one time. Yeah. Uh, okay, so to, in a non-humorous way, we talk about Chris every episode. Uh, LVAC is, was our first uh, uh, sponsor. 
He also prints all our shirts. He prints the shirts for Rough Cut. Uh, you know, have you bought a, a Hearst Collective shirt recently? Have do you buy shirts for Pish Jeans or Iron Sheik? That's Chris. He also has a, a company that's doing cool stuff called Dry Rot that like you should find, and they do cool stuff like. You guys know Chris is cool. Like, that's how it is. That's what, well, and let's be clear. The work he does is cool. I think between the velvet paintings and the movies you chose for us today, they're about to find out how not cool you are, but that's (laughs) fine. Let's talk about that. You picked two movies for us. Before we get into the uh, other ads, Chris, uh, you picked two movies for us. Tell the audience what they are and why you picked them. I picked the timeless classics of JCVD's Cyborg and Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher. I I think it's fine to, in a more objective sense. It makes sense to say JCVD's uh, uh, Cyborg. However, as an Albert Pyun fan and yeah. knowing that he recently passed away, I'm like, it's more like Albert Pyun's Cyborg. Please, please, can we say Liam, that? Let's say Albert Pyun's Slinger. Ooh. Okay. Is that too, you didn't do any research, did you, Liam? You don't know anything about this. You're just going to sit here and shit on the work of my man, JC, and Albert. Hold on. And you didn't even... Hold on. I'm assuming Slinger is the director's cut that I didn't get to see that I wish I had watched because I read Ooh. three reviews of it that were all like, Dude. it's still a mess, but it's really good. It's crazy different. So that's, yeah. In fact, uh, our mutual friend, Ed, they asked me. Chicago Ed? Yes. They asked me if I was watching Slinger. I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about because- You run a movie podcast. You fucking pose Well, because all the reviews I read didn't call it Slinger. They all called it the director's cut of Cyborg. Get Ed on this podcast. Ed would be a better host than you, Liam. You are a poser. It should be Josh, Ed, and me. And Ed is in Chicago too. I mean, I'm going to have- I do want to have Ed on as a guest, but, you know, stop. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm, and I will Shout say that I will say that I will not be entirely shitting on Cyborg, uh, partly out of respect to Albert Pugh, because I do love, uh, the work that he did. I mean, not all the movies are great, but I, I think everything he did was interesting. And I do think Cyborg's interesting. It just has, uh, one major flaw <laughs> and we might've already mentioned what that flaw is. Okay. Moving on though. We have some people to thank. Uh, Josh, who do we want to thank first? It's something Chris unfortunately already mentioned, which makes it a little tainted, but we should mention it. I'm just it more anyway. appreciative than you. We no, that's just, fair. That's fair. We want to thank all the beautiful Patreon people that support us on Patreon. Thank you so much for listening and spending your hard-earned money on us. We really do appreciate it, and it really does help the machine keep on moving. So thank you to Patreon. Hope you guys are enjoying the uh, Patreon-only content of Lunch with Liam. That's been uh, coming out relatively regularly. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Relatively, but still pretty yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Pretty good for still us. Pretty good. Yeah, good yeah, for yeah. us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for for being part of the Cinepunks family. And again, like, interact with us on the socials, man, because, like, a lot of people tell us stuff to watch, and it's led to some really great discoveries for me and Liam. Yeah. So let, let's let keep me, that party going. I do want to reiterate that because we have some new people. Well, what we have is some new people and then a couple of people who came back who like were supporters and then left for a while and now they're back on. And I want to remind everyone like what Josh said is 100% the case. We want to hear from you. We want to know what it is you think we should be doing. 
But um, we also want to, uh, we have some shirts still that we would like to send you. Uh, and we want to get your feedback on both. Uh, expertly the, printed shirts. Expertly, expertly printed. printed shirts. Uh, but we also want to get your feedback on the Patreon content and on the other shows. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you think we should cover? Uh, we can't guarantee that everything, you know, we're going to get to right away. But uh, as a patron, you do get to suggest stuff. And we think that that's really great. Um, and thank you to all the new supporters. It's really awesome that, like, uh, there are people who are coming on and who are excited to support. That makes me really happy. Uh, we also have some new Patreon content coming soon. So oh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, when I, have, I haven't figured out a name for it yet, so I don't want to, like, bust it out totally. But the first episode will be a collaboration between me and a uh, member of the team, Adriana Gober. So I'm pretty stoked. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll have more about that soon. Uh, and just, who else do we want to thank, Liam? Well, of course, we want to thank our friend Aaron uh, Dahlbeck over at Essex Coffee Roasters. Um, I, I actually just sent Aaron a bunch of money for the Rough Cut collab. We were waiting on that nice. coffee. Uh, so if you are if you ordered the Heat collab, whether that was the shirt and the mug and the coffee, or just the shirt and the coffee, the mug and the coffee, whatever it is, uh, everything's here. It's all ready to go. Chris printed some really embarrassing designs on our boxes that are going to make me look like an idiot, but I love it. And, uh, and as soon as the coffee gets here, we're going to start chipping that stuff out. Um, if you've done it, you know, but for those of you who don't know, XX coffee roasters, you know, Aaron does great work. He roasts every order, uh, when you order it. So it's as fresh as possible. He is always featuring new, uh, beans from around the world. Uh, actually, just he just sent me his new Sumatra that I thought was very good. Um, and he also offers high quality tea and apparel. And you know he's great. Aaron's great. Essex Coffee Roasters is great. The best part I think is when we can save people money. So go to essexcoffeeroasters.com, put in the code C I N E P U N X. That's the name of the show you're listening to. You're gonna get ten percent off. <laughs> Do they and, need to put in code episode one sixty nine? Oh well, you know they what? Could, you know what? You put that more. in, and you yeah. tell us what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, as always, we want to thank uh, uh, Sharky over at Mechanical Shark Media. If you have an idea for a media project and you want someone to collaborate with you that can help it help you make it happen, uh, contact Sharky at mechanicalsharkmedia.com. He would love to hear your idea and hopefully can help you execute on it. So uh, mechanicalsharkmedia.com. Thank you, Sharky, for making this episode and every episode sound way better than we are capable of doing on our own. <laughs> That's it. That's everybody. And then, um, get it. And then what do we got to do after that? Oh, and, 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 and I wasn't kidding. Chris does great work at Lehigh Valley Apparel Creation. So really do. I'm going to be mean to him the whole episode, so that might give you the wrong idea. But uh, <laughs> but really, they do great work. And mostly it's the other people. So you don't even have to like Chris to yeah. work with LVAC because it's all the people who work for him. I mostly just get in the way. Yeah, he just, all he does like is, it. all he does is smoke cigars and play with his mutant dogs, which by the way, I love your mutant dogs. So I don't want to be too mean about them, but They're they great. are mutants. <laughs> oh, yeah. <they're- laughs> Uh, I will say, I will say to really embarrass Chris, uh, one time I was too nice to his dogs when one of them was sitting on some shirts and it peed (laughs) on the shirts and Chris got really mad at me. And I was like, I was just being nice to the dog. What am I supposed to do here? That's one of my favorite words. Listen, let's be clear. I, I, let's make sure that people know they weren't printed customers shirts and my dogs don't make a habit of urinating on our product. (laughs) I mean, sure. All I'm saying, the part of the story that matters to me, Chris, is that you were like horrified 
and said, why are you being nice to my dogs? Instead of saying, don't get my dogs excited after I put them on a pile of shirts because they'll get too excited and pee, which is a rational thing to say. Instead, what you said was, don't be so nice to my dogs. What the fuck? You should know better. <laughs> oh, this I is did your not, fault. I did not know They better. have peanut brains. <laughs> um, okay, so now we got to do something uh, where we talk about stuff. Whacking on track. Oh, fuck. We did it like 169 times before. 169 times. We're going to ignore Chris on this one. I like this. I like this. Chris, are you going to go first? Do you want to go first? Whack it on track. Whack it on track. Oh, so sick. I feel like Chris, I know it's, we'll fix it. Chris, I feel like you should go first. Sharky will fix it. You aren't going to do a goddamn thing. I know. Sharky is the brains of this operation. 100%. Without Shark, we're nothing. But go on. You want to go first, second, or last? Wait, so you want me to do whacking on track first? I think know, you it's your go. choice. Okay. Yeah, but I think he should go first. I think he's going to have a lot. You call me long-winded? No, I just think you yeah. probably have stuff to talk about. We do, right, this, well, we do this regularly. You don't do this regularly, so I feel like you might have stuff to talk about. You've been thinking, like I, I said, mean, we've listen. done it 167 times, so yeah. That's 167. True, uh, 160, today is nine. Um, <laughs> and I don't live in the boring ass Midwest, so my life actually is. I mean, I really, I really only have two things to talk about. It's really boring. <laughs> oh, I oh, just shit. thought of, I just thought of a third thing. Fuck. Go ahead. I always try. Ever since Justin yelled at me for counting Hellraiser at the drive-in on the last episode of Horror Business, I always am like, all right, I gotta make it like, I gotta think about what I'm gonna like. What have I watched lately? Like, what am he I just talk was about? no, that was fine that you talked about that. He was just being mean. Don't listen to him. <laughs> hurt people hurt people right josh mm, i heard that before sir heard mm. it before um whacking on track so um i guess on track is that i bought a sh- an insane amount of velvet paintings uh that's also the whack oddly enough <laughs> because now i have to figure out what to do with all the velvet paintings uh we're buying a building lvac Whoa. is under, oh under yeah agreement. okay oh, cool cool shit. cool yeah, so that's really that's really really probably that's probably whack and on track at the same time. Were you uh, able to stay in the same general area, or do you have to move? Um, it's it's further than I would wanted in some regard, but it's actually not far. It's only about fifteen minutes from my house, which what Fountain Hill, like the current shop, is fifteen minutes from my house. Um, but it's in it's it's outside of the sort of like central the way that Bethlehem was like the middle of the valley it's a little more north than that um but it's actually not much further so i think it's it's sure. a smaller town and it's definitely going to be like a little bit weirder to be outside of the sort of city center that we were at yeah. with south yeah. as much as bethlehem's a city but you know what i mean yeah. um but so the location's good i feel good about the location um and really, it's just price too. Like, outside investors ha- are destroying this area. They're killing re- the commercial real estate. They're killing the housing market. Like, people who buy buildings that they don't occupy should be thrown into a fucking fire pit. Like, they're the worst. Um, but I mean, not all of them. Sorry, Seth, friend of the show, Seth Wayland. Everybody, <laughs> he's one of the Jesus. good ones. Listen, um. He's not going to listen. So, <laughs> um, so that's good. I mean, going through, so that's, that's on track, but the whack part of it is like the money is terrifying and I have to spend 
I'm I'm on track to spend I think ten thousand dollars probably somewhere in that neighborhood on just drawings to get zoning approval. Sure. To yeah, yeah, to yeah, then yeah. spend tens of thousands of dollars on the work I need to do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's not a fun process. Like I haven't the the bank is working with me on the loan and and that's great and. It's just like, but in order to get an appraisal, in order to approve the loan, they need an appraisal. In order to do the appraisal, they need to know what work I'm going to do. And they need to know the approximate costs of those. So in order to get quotes for those, I need to get engineers. I need to get an electrical engineer to do the outline for the electric or the, the scheduling or the planning for the electric. And then I need an architectural drawing to do, or an architect to do the arch- architectural drawing for the layout of the building. And so it's like, every time I get an answer to a question, I'm further away from my destination you know mm, yeah like and and nobody told me this like nobody said hey here's the checklist this is what you're going to need it's like i'm just fumbling backwards so the bank hasn't approved the loan yet we're under agreement everything's cool but the bank hasn't approved the loan yet because i haven't gotten the appraisal yet because i haven't gotten the architectural drawings yet because nobody fucking told me that i needed architectural drawings you know it's like that sort of thing but uh you know this week was a little more there were some more breakthroughs. I got a price on some of the work. I finally got an architect to start. Like, I got the quotes. I got the start. The work started. I got tentative approval from the bath, from the borough office, that what I want to do will be okay. I just need to submit drawings. Um, so that's good. So that's whack and on track, but it's mostly on track. You know, <laughs> or it will be on track for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Whack and on track. There was more, but I just got sidetracked by that. <laughs> I don't know. So, I don't know. Shit. I was going to say, is there nothing that you've watched or listened to lately that you want to hype up? It's a lot of dead air. I know. Nothing? Yeah. You know. I mean, are we I mean, just listening to Mountain Goats? <laughs> is I mean, that it? We could, we could just keep going, and then when it comes to you, you can break in. Just blurt it out. Yeah, 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 yeah it's fine. I, I shouldn't have gone first. This is Liam. This Again, Chicago Ed would be a better MC for this. So <laughs> I'm going to start a ceremony. petition. I'm going to start a petition to bring Chicago Ed into the Cinepunks network. I like so, it. So Josh, are you I on hate, board? I hate everything about this. Josh. <laughs> I don't do you know want, Chicago Ed. Josh, right, do you want? Go ahead. You take you over. Josh, I'll come back in. <laughs> do you want me to go next or do you want to go next? I can go. Okay. I mean, I only have two things, so it's whatever you want to do. Then go. You can go. All right. Uh, I went, recently went to the Big Laugh record release show in Milwaukee at the Cactus Club. Um, it was cool getting back up there. I've I've been there a couple times now. Uh, uh, the last time I went, I think it was for that Angel Dust tour with uh, Webbed Wing and some other bands. Um, that new Big Laugh record is really freaking good. Josh, I don't know if you've listened to it. Yeah, I have. It's great. I love so it. So fucking great. And seeing them live was awesome. Uh, opening the show. I missed the very first band, which was World I Hate, which is like a, a Milwaukee area. I don't know. I guess you'd say kind of grind, but but not like uh, I don't. Know. It, it's it's gr- I would say it's more like grind influenced hardcore, I guess. But I don't know. I don't want to get into it too much uh, because I I didn't see them, so I don't even know if they're any good. Uh, so the first band I caught was local band Innuendo. They actually book a fest up there, and so people from the area have heard of them i don't think they play a lot though i think they're relatively new they were fun uh a little bit more on the like 80s uh punk 
end with occasional parts that were, you know, more in the hardcore realm, but still very good. Uh, but they started the trend of the night for me, which was like kind of incredible. I didn't think this would ever happen to me. Uh, every cover of the night I did not recognize, which made me feel oh, like the wow. biggest poser in the world. Uh, though the whatever it was that innuendo covered didn't, I, it, it didn't also sound like something I would necessarily like, so it didn't bum me out, but they were fun to watch. Up next was uh, Direct Threat, who's from Boulder, Colorado. They're on tour, actually. So, uh, you know, kind of a respect thing for Big Laugh. They got two different bands who are on tour to route their tours just so they could play this record release show. And the venue this is at in Milwaukee, this is not a big venue. This is 200 people, 300 people, maybe. You know what I mean? But these bands like Big Laugh enough that they were like, I'm going to route our whole thing so I can be in Milwaukee on this date. So uh, Direct Threat's very, like, uh, you know, traditional hardcore punk, um, uh, very much intense live show. I was pretty stoked. I have never seen them before. I've only listened to the new record and thought it was pretty good live. It was even better. Uh, I do kind of think it's fun. Like everyone in the band is like significantly younger than us, but they're all wearing like eighties hardcore punk t-shirts. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I see what this is. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> And then up next was uh, that band Hotline TNT. Have either one of you listened to that no. band? Uh, it's weird, you know, like musically to me, it sounds like messy kind of shoegaze, um, maybe a little more upbeat, like kind of a somewhere between shoegaze and power pop, uh, but a little bit dissonant, you know, sometimes it sounds maybe a slight bit out of tune, you know, uh, and the thing about that that is interesting to me is that I've only seen them play with like punk bands, right? Like they did a tour with like Poison Ruin, right? Uh And I was like, I kind of surprised like the scene this band is from. And then the flyer straight up says, um, uh, I think it said something along the lines of like upbeat uh, shoegaze, but played by punks. And I was like, oh, okay. So then they get up there, right? And the real funny thing about them even being marketed is like, it's like, you know, approachable music, but played by punk rockers is like only like two people in the band looked like out of place. Like they looked like more like uh, basement punk stuff. Everyone else in the band looked exactly like the kind of folks that would be stoked to be in like a shoegaze band, you know? (laughs) So I'm like, I think we're leading a little too hard on like the, we're from a whole different scene vibe, but I will say like, they do play a weird variety of stuff and live. It was pretty good. Uh, Theirs was the most frustrating cover of the night because it sounded like I should know what it was, but the name didn't come to me. It might've been a replacement song. It might've been a Lemonhead song. Like it it definitely sounded like, Oh, I've heard this before. Like a nineties alternative jam. Yeah. But like very upbeat. Right. Which is, was, but it also had like towards the end, a rocking out part that doesn't sound like either one of those bands. So then I thought maybe, maybe, his vocals are throwing me off and this is actually a dinosaur junior song, but I really couldn't place it. And like most people seem to know what it was or a lot of people did. And we're like singing along and stuff. And I was like, fuck, I hate being the only person who doesn't know. And then, uh, and then big laugh was great. They were really killer. They killed. It was awesome for those people listening who haven't heard the new record. Go check them out. They're great. Um, the only other thing I haven't really been able to get to the movies. I've had some other stuff going on and it hasn't been a part of my life. I did, though, uh, I am totally caught up with the show Poker Face. Have you guys been watching the show? The Natasha Leone, Ryan Johnson show? Uh, It's, like, interesting. It's uh, Natasha Leone is a character who 
um, she can tell when people are lying, basically. Uh, and she plays like a heightened version of herself, if you get a vibe for what she's like. And she has to flee. I don't know if she's in Vegas or Reno, but she has to flee a casino where she works because something goes terribly wrong and she's running for her life. And it becomes like, almost like the Incredible Hulk. Like remember shows like the Incredible Hulk, like you show up and there's a new thing and you just have to like solve the thing. And it's, it's very aware of how like, uh, outdated and corny its premises. So it like really makes it fun every time. And it has a crazy collection. Like every episode is a crazy collection of like guests. Like it, it's pretty clear that Ryan Johnson knows a lot of like very fun actors who are willing to show up for one episode of the show, you know? And uh, I kind of forgot how much I love Natasha Lyonne and yeah, she's I love her too. She's so awesome. good. She's so good in this. So poker face, it's a lot of fun. Um, uh, I think it's on Peacock. Uh, Josh, I've been watching it on our thing, so you can find mm, it there. Noted. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to mention real quick was just the new Pest Control EP. I don't know if you guys have heard this band, but they are a uh, kind of crossover thrash band, but a little more modern. And the whole vibe of Pest Control, like a lot of the songs are insect-themed as well, which I love a good gimmick like that, you know? Uh, it's good. It's very thrashy. It's very fun. I like the vocalist. Um, it's not quite as retro as some of the more recent thrash that's come out along the lines of like, you know, pe- people who are going more eighties than say power trip, right? This is a little more modern, but the riffs are there and it's very fun. So if you are someone who likes crossover thrash stuff, I can't recommend the new pest control enough. That's it. That's all I got. I haven't had a lot of this going on. I am very much a boring dad now. What's up with you, Josh? <laughs> Oh, my turn? Um, funny you should mention. I was thinking about what I've done recently that's whack. Um, lately, whack, I've just been, you know, got some, uh, just a bunch of stuff to deal with. Just usual knocks of being, you know, uh, middle-aged, fat, bald, Asian man. Uh, on track, however, I've seen a couple things. I saw a little movie called Of an Age. Oh, how is that? I was thinking it's about trying to see It's lovely. It's oh. directed by Goran Stalevsky, the guy who did... Um, he directed the Numi Rapace movie, You Won't Be Alone. Well, oh, I call yeah, it a Numi Rapace yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's not really a movie about her. She's just part of it. But still, like she's like the biggest name in it. Of an Age is about a young man who is... There's like a lot of like things that are like essentially like kind of weird about it. But overall, basically, this dude is... Uh, he's like about to turn 17. And he's just coming to grips with his own sexuality and his identity. And he does so by um, he is a competitive dancer and his partner in this dance um, competition thing. She is the day of the final competition. She's not anywhere. And she wakes up on a beach and she's like, you get the sense that she's probably like just kind of like a wild child kind of thing. And he has to go pick her up to go to the contest. and the person who's going to do it is her older brother. So he picks them up in the car and they're going to go get this, the sisters. So they can make it to this dance competition. And it ends up being a love story between her older brother and him. And it's like a coming of age. It's a very sweet uh, saccharine movie, which if you've seen, you won't be alone. You know that that's my only other experience with this dude's movies. And that movie is not saccharine nor sweet is neither of those. It is bitter. Yes, and, um, I agree. Yeah. This movie is it's so lilting and it's so gentle and it truly embodies the concepts of 
first love and what it feels like to fall for somebody wholeheartedly. And then like the movie wraps up with him coming back uh, years later and you realize that they've lost touch and all this other stuff. It's a really, really good movie. It's, it's beautifully shot. It seems to be shot a lot in like natural light. So it has a verite feeling to it, but uh, I enjoyed it very much and I recommend it. I also saw the new M night Shyamalan movie, knock at the cabin starring Bautista. Mm. And, um, and I have not seen that yet. The the twist I, I is that Batista. I loved it. Yeah, it's fucking great, man. I mean, really, dude's half Filipino, so I'm claiming them. But uh, that said, the movie was super fun. It's one of those movies where it's like, okay, let's be honest with each other. I am not an M Night Shyamalan fan. I only liked The Sixth Sense, and then after that, I liked Unbreakable, and that was that. Period. And we saw Old, and it was exactly that. That was not my favorite. And uh, every other movie that I've seen, I was just like, yeah, not really my thing. Uh, this movie, I went into it with that trepidation. Like, okay, well, if it sucks, whatever, it's fine. And uh, lo and behold, did not suck. Totally good. And Baptista, oh, super man. good. This is the first positive thing I've heard. But, yeah. Are but... people hating on this movie? Because the one thing that I heard is different from the book. Like, okay, fine. Whatever. I haven't heard anybody say really bad things about it. My friend Benny saw it and didn't want to go see it a second time because he just said it's like a slow burn and it wasn't something he'd want to see a second time. Um, but I think three people that I know that I've talked to specifically about it, they really liked it. So I Liam, enjoyed it a lot. Cool I don't friends. know. Uh, I mean, to be fair, uh, I haven't talked to a lot of like just friends, friends about it because most people who are my friends haven't seen it yet or aren't really stoked on it. Cause they just have a, whatever, all the things I'm talking about is like critics. I like, and the vibe was very negative, especially like I guess when it comes to the book thing, that the difference between the movie and the book is like an ideological difference made because Shyamalan is super Christian and is trying to convert people to Christianity. So, uh, which people don't remember that he's like super stoked on Jesus to a, possibly fascistic amount so people are a little like hey whatever he does is great and i'm like maybe maybe not i don't know yet because he's been real mysterious about it so it's hard to know exactly where he's coming from that being said what i was gonna say josh before i got all cut off by everybody is your endorsement is enough that i'm gonna watch it now because it's I like mean, i you know I, mean? I might not end up liking it but it's just like i kept hearing people and to be fair people didn't hate it they just were like not into it and then if you're like i had fun with it i'm like ah, i gotta watch it there. i gotta see right i gotta find yeah, out no, you know i hear you it's Speaking funny cutting liam up. Off. <laughs> i fucking hate you so much i thought of another on track go ahead the on track is that i just pre-ordered a new record from a little band called crossed keys and i'm really excited Thank to get it you so and i got much. the split color vinyl from dead satellite these exciting new label coming out of philadelphia pennsylvania <laughs> But sorry, Josh, go ahead. I, I don't want to steal would, any of your thunder. I would, go normally ahead, really be, I would normally be so bad at you, but that was a very good, that was fine. That was a good interruption. You it's funny because it happened You when you purchased it, we were at practice and everyone's like, ah, oh! because like, so for the, I don't know, it's a long story. Anyway, when it happened, I was like, that's my dog, son. Holla at your boy. Uh, so yeah, so that was dope. Um, knock at the cabin, I will say. Uh, Melani picked up on like Judeo-Christian themes and all that stuff, and I just was not looking for it. So I, I mean, like, granted, you're dealing with apocalypse and stuff, so it's in there. But also, I just kind of took it for what it was, and I didn't read that 
I didn't get that read as nascent as as Melani did. So I, that, I mean, I don't it. know. Like I said, a lot of people are reading that less into the movie itself and more into. I guess the book is a bit more ambiguous. Mm. Uh, but I also think that, from what I understand, granted, I, I don't know. I haven't learned the details, right? Because I haven't watched the movie and the difference is like a big spoiler, but it has to do with the way it ends. And I think that matters to people as well. Right. You know, I so I don't I know. It. I, I'm what, whatever it is, what it is, whatever, whatever. I'm going to check it out because you're into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I liked it. So I mean, you know. honestly, when you endorse something to me, the only times it hasn't worked out is uh, the whale, which I'm still mad at you about a little bit. <laughs> I still and then like, yeah. Oh, it's so bad. And, uh, and then the only other thing is I don't agree with you about all the Fast and Furious movies. But if you also didn't you're stupid. Uh, but if you didn't <laughs> endorse it to me, I would have missed out on the later movies that are actually good. Because uh, Fast I, Five is incredible. That's so what I'm saying. Good. Fast so Five good. is. Perfect but to be movie. fair, Josh endorsed the entire run and it was only when also we did great movies. Stop it. And it, Dude, five is the best. That's it was it wasn't it wasn't until we did the episode that Josh admitted that maybe some of the movies were not as good as five. And I was like, <laughs> obviously not as good. The first there should not be five movies because the first two aren't good. Yeah, it's not as good as five is like saying that Temple of Doom is the weakest of the Indiana Jones trilogy. And it's like, well, yeah, but Indiana Jones weak trilogy, like Temple of Doom is still better than fucking most movies. So it's like Fast Five is the perfect film. So, yeah, the Fast and the Furious (laughs) might be slightly imperfect. Fate of the Furious has some flaws. But that doesn't mean that they're not fucking great. Some flaws. The second Fast and Furious movie is... Too fast, too furious it, is it, pretty it bad. Be, I'm not gonna lie. It would, yeah. it would literally be one of the worst movies. We have been movies. talking too long, if you know it's what a I'm bit saying. Of a hate it would literally be one of the worst movies I'd ever seen if I hadn't seen Fast and Furious Four, which is actually the worst movie I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> that was the first one back. That one was fine. It's I like awful. it. I, don't I know. hate it. It's, it's like my least favorite of the series, which is saying a lot. So the other things I saw, I saw Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Oh, how and is I saw it? I saw it in 3D, and it's a popcorn-munching movie. You're not going to think about it 20 minutes after you see it. But um, I was down. I was into it, and I don't give a shit. Like, okay, people hate on it for whatever reasons. That's fair. But uh, I fucking had fun, and I enjoyed some popcorn. And let me tell you something about our man Jonathan Majors. Like, yo, he is crushing media right now. Yeah, he really is. That really dude is, is awesome. And yeah. him as Kang, I'm into it. Let's do that, you know? Yeah. So. um. And then the last movie that I saw, I saw last night, and I took the homies out to go see a little flick called Cocaine Bear. And um, oh, sure, 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 sure. So you I know, would be whenever... seeing that tonight, but I'm recording this instead because I'm a professional, unlike Josh. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the you know how sometimes when you go to these pressers, like they give you like swag and stuff. They give you like you know free shit. Like when they did Black Adam, um, people got T-shirts and there were cosplayers there and there was all types of stuff. Guess what the the swag was for last night's screening of Cocaine Bear? What was it? A straw with dollar bills printed on it. I I kind of love that actually. (laughs) It was a paper straw. You can't even drink with it. And uh, I was like, "Thanks for the straw." I mean, you know, it was is not to be ungrateful. I'm just saying a straw word. That's the thing. 
Okay. I mean, that's pretty good. They're, they're giving out the uh, the free gummy bears, too, which is pretty. Ooh. Like, I feel like that movie has promise. It really looks like it, it knows what it is. And it it is. I mean, again, much like Ant-Man and Wasp, uh, it's a popcorn muncher that you will not think about 20 minutes after you see it. That said, it's Ray Liotta's swan song, and there's a little bit of melancholy to that. Um, there's also, like, a bunch of people in it. Like, Carrie Russell is one of the main characters in there. And um, here's the other thing about this movie. A lot gorier than I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, I, I saw the R-rated trailer, and it looked like Yeah, really boy, it is yeah, fucked right. up. I mean, you know, but whatever. I enjoy horror movies, so it's fine. And, um, yeah, I, I can't say that it's like, yo, you got to see this movie. But I'm also like, yo, dog, if you got some homies and you got, need, need something to do, this is the movie to watch for like a summer or just like a fucking like low key, just chilling out night. You know what I mean? With the homies. Yeah. yeah. Definitely watch it with friends. Definitely don't like it's one of those movies where it's just like, so, you know, lately with not that I've been going very often because like I've been super busy with bands and stuff, but I've been trying to get to movies and this is like the first one in the past year that I've been to. And they've been, they've since lifted the restrictions of like, only doing the 15 people in the theater kind of thing. So it was like super packed with a bunch of GoFobo and stuff. And um, there was a moment during the the movie. GoFobo? Yeah, you can get like a coupon and then like, you know, you can go to these pre- press screeners for free if you're not a part of the press. Oh. So they packed the studio or they packed the theaters for these kinds of things. And people were talking because it's cocaine bear. And there was a moment when uh, a couple of critics that were sitting with us were like, I got to move. And I was like, thinking to myself like it's cocaine bear are you really worried about like the narrative the that you may be missing because of talking yeah I, it's a bear that eats people it's you know i was into it whatever it was a super fun time and uh, i got a straw so <laughs> so yeah so <laughs> that was on track also we uh finally announced the release of the new cross keys record cross keys believes in you and one of my most on track points today is the fact that my friend chris reject bought a copy <laughs> And I was looking at the computer when it happened and we all cheered at practice. We're like, yeah, like high fiving and stuff. It's been super fun. So um, the new single drops tomorrow, which is victim complex. And um, I'm hoping that people like it because I don't know if you guys know your boy's shook. You know what I'm saying? Um, Oh yeah. Don't also be, on. Tra- oh, come on. It's going to be I'm great. Saying, it's going to be great. It's been Stop. a long road. Liam. It's, it's going to be long great. Road. You're being silly. It's going to be great. <laughs> Thank you. Liam. And then the other, the other two things is I'm playing in Harrisburg tomorrow night. So that's a thing. I'm hoping you can come out, Chris, if you're free. And uh, I don't know where Harrisburg is in relation to you. It's like half an hour away or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's come hang out. And um, then I'm playing with Gorilla Biscuits on Sunday. So that's cool. I know you're joking, but I really do believe that you have no idea how far Bethlehem is from Harrisburg. That that's actually yeah, you could like cross the street, saw, right? When I saw the Gorilla Biscuits show, I was just like, "Oh shit, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll can I who?" And then I forgot about it because old and feeble minded. You know? Yeah, no, I get it. It's the first hard turf show in Philadelphia, so we're gonna see how that goes. I'm ready. Let's do this. Got my outfit picked out, picked out, and everything. You know, it's good. Did you make cooler shirts? Uh, no. Uh, we we made uh, we no. Yeah, we did. We made great shirts. I think. Okay. Good. Simon, our, our man Simon designed them from uh, England. What's up? I don't Simon? want to know who printed. Yeah, don't like don't like tell it. me who printed them. You could just tell me who designed them. That's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Simon Chip Coney, hit him up. One Chip Coney on Instagram. That's him. Oh, he's from England. Yeah, yeah dog. 
Yeah. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's Which great. It's funny because uh, so like last week, uh, Richie Rojas came by the studio uh, and he had with him my friend Jason and our friend Sam from England, who is uh, he used to sing for a band called the Ordinary Boys. And um, we posted a picture there. He, he won something like uh, British Big Brother or some shit and is like famous. And then Simon hit me up. He's like, you know, Preston. I was like, yeah, it's my boy. <laughs> I was like, I also know Chris Reject, dog. More important. Word. More important. So that's yeah. what I got. Hope None that's of, enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's great. Um, <laughs> Chris, you got any other last minute things? I know you were you were percolating. You know, I I was. It's just fine. So... I don't actually care. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was my impression of Doug Tilly. He does that shit to me all the time. Okay. Why aren't we doing this Damn. on video? Sharky said that we were going to be doing this on video from now on because it's much more engaging. That's what uh, Andrew said too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that you have me on, so you think you don't need the extra benefit of being more engaging because I'm the most <laughs> sought after and oft requested guest you've ever had. But it'd be nice to see Joey's face, you know? I'm saying, man. I'm saying I don't this. know that it is more engaging, but we can talk about doing like a, a Zoom for these things. It, it, here's the issue, right? I think for people like us, the adding of video is kind of fun. Like, okay, yeah, cool. People can see us. I don't know that it's that interesting to watch me talking to this giant microphone. Oh, but, no, I don't want but, the people to look at me. I don't want the, I want to be engaged when with we you converse, guys. when we converse, you want to see the people you're yeah. talking about. Oh, sure, 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 Yeah, if I could see you two, I think that I would, you know, like, be more into it. Because really, okay. as it is, when okay. Liam talks, I just sort of like zone out and lay back in my chair and wait for him to wait, wait for a good chance to interrupt him at a funny time, you know? So instead, you would rather be able to like watch me pick my Get nose. Get a visual cue for this yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, I want to yeah. know when I should. I want a visual cue for when I should interrupt you. Yeah, me and me and Josh might try that. Try doing it on Zoom just to get the visual cue thing going. I just I worry because recording anything seems like such alchemy to me that I'm always worried that like adding another element will make it fuck right. up somehow, you know? For so sure. yeah, no, that's, fair. that's fair. That's but fair. But we'll try. I mean, I, I would do it with you, Chris, because you're more family than guest, but I think I won't do it the first time with like a guest guest because <laughs> the last thing I want is to have like, someone technical on who we difficulties, don't know and yeah. then we're having all these technical difficulties whereas if it's just me and josh we can fuck with it for a while before we figure right. out if it's working or not so That's all fair. that to say let's take a break let's come back we actually have i didn't realize this till just now we have a 1989 double feature both these what? movies 89 what a year for movies you've got the punisher vintage. and cyborg crazy so i think we're going to start with Hell the punisher when we get back we'll be talking about how oh, I would... you want to start with cyborg I thought we were going to, I mean, that's the way I watched it hey, in that order. You're, All right. you're the guest. Start with Let's, we'll do yeah. it whichever way yeah. you want to we'll do it, come back. Yeah. We'll come back and we'll talk about the much less sexy compared to Dolph Lundgren, JCVD, <laughs> and Albert Pion's Cyborg. We'll be right back. In, in, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? Do it. We'll make yours the go since you want to be in charge of everything, Chris. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you want to talk about sexy, talk about Dolph Lundgren in that torture he was so sweaty, they had to constantly stop the scene to wipe him down. I love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> it's kind of genius, yeah. All right, we'll be back. After the break. You hear they ain't gonna let crew raid? Why not? They say he needs a sponsor. Oh, bullshit. Who says so? Oh, hey, crew, we heard those creeps did to you. Yeah, we ain't gonna stand for it. Yeah, if you don't race, no one races. We ought to go to Hell Track and rip that mother down. Blue and red, 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 red,
back and we're talking to uh screen printing mogul and superstar of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Mr. Chris Reject. I am so Chris, you picked the finest movies of 1989. You picked Stop. Cyborg and you picked The Punisher. Mm-hmm. Why did you pick these movies? So these give us a little movies... bit of a history of your relationship yeah, with no, these I... movies. Yeah, really. I didn't realize they were both 89. So that sort of ties them together. But for me, it was like my life sort of fell apart. Kind of like, I mean, it dovetailed with the pandemic nicely, like when everybody's life fell apart. And um, it, I think it was January of 2020. I saw Cyborg for the first time. I had never seen Cyborg up until Whoa, then. I was really? At, I'm surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was too. I was at my friend Ray's house, friend of the show, Ray Fix. Friend of me, Ray Fix. And, so, friend uh, of this show, episode 168. Yeah, episode yeah. 169. And so, <laughs> we were, I was like, just like everything sucked. It, we were super busy at work. Like, I'm at his house working on my laptop, and Cyborg gets put on, on VHS. And I'm like half watching it. And I, got, I stopped working and I just watched the movie and it like blew my mind that I had never seen this movie or heard of this movie or knew like thing one about this movie. And so it became sort of like a repetitive comfort watch over the next like year or two. And then, and then sort of similar also at Ray's house, but outside, because I think it was during the, like the height of the pandemic, we were watching it on the, on his fence in his backyard. We put on Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher. And again, I don't know how this movie escaped me. I had never seen it and it blew my fucking mind. And so it became like, I got both of them on Laserdisc and I just was watching them both on repeat. And at the same time, two different televisions, same TV, Two laserdisc players, I would just switch the inputs. Um, incredible, incredible. But it just, they, they just became like, to me, there's something about both of these movies where they exist in this vacuum where people know the people know Dolph Lundgren, people know JCVD, but they don't necessarily know these movies. And they're both fascinating because they both don't quite work but also have such incredible parts to them. Mm. And so that's the sort of like unifying theme is that they just are fascinating to me. They also, there's in, in cyborg, there's the Albert Pune slinger cut, which the story behind that is amazing. And then there's another, I have, um, I think it's a Spanish Blu-ray that has a work print version of the Punisher. What? that is like it's both these movies they're both sort of train wrecks and the 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 story of the making of them both seems to be somewhat of a train wreck they were both a victim of timing in a very Mm. weird way and so i picked these movies because liam told me that i could pick whatever i wanted and (laughs) in a moment of weakness he he agreed to not argue with me so fuck you liam you did this to yourself and you're welcome, oh, Liam. Let me, no, let me be clear here. <laughs> when you pick these movies, I was actually excited. I've been meaning to watch Cyborg again. I watched it when I was a kid, and it was back when I uh, still thought uh, JCVD didn't suck. 
Uh, but I wanted to watch it because I've been kind of like stoked on trying to catch up with Albert Pion stuff. And that was before yeah. actually he passed away. It's just because I just love radioactive dreams so much. Mm. And when I looked at his filmography, I saw Cyborg when I was like, what, uh, 13, 14, something like that on VHS. Uh, and, and I've seen, um, another one that my brain won't let me remember but uh there's a lot of his movies i haven't seen so i, I was stoked to like okay well watching cyborg kind of gets me on the catching up with albert pyun thing so when you picked it i was really stoked and i i'm not actually mad at you for the choice at all i just think when i when i when we get into it a little bit more you're gonna be bummed on some of what i have to say but let's You're going to reveal yourself well, to be a what fool. is your what's your relationship with the the main characters though with jcvd and dolph lundgren is there any type of history for you with that chris is that to, to me or to liam to yeah. me no to you chris like um, i know for me growing up action movies was my shit you know what i'm saying so both of these yeah. dudes were like a big part of my like cinematic education back then you know but dolph i'm lundgren, curious to hear what yeah good dolph lundgren not so much dolph lundgren not so much jcvd for sure, like Bloodsport and Kickboxing when I was a kid, I yeah, loved those movies. Um, but definitely Cyborg like set me on a path where I just started <laughs> watching every JCBD movie I could, you know? Wow. Um, Hard target. And that's, oh. you know, in the last couple of years, like I, I've gotten whatever I can on VHS or Laserdisc or whatever and just like, you know, consumed all of it. You're like, but only I, the I dead formats, please. Oh, yeah, Do you have yeah. Betamax? I love, I love action movies. Like I love Schwarzenegger. I love Stallone. Like I love absolutely vapid, moronic, explosion fest action. Movies. <laughs> A Baniac, if you will. Yes. <laughs> and no Dolph Lundgren though, huh? No Masters of the Universe or any of that. Oh, you know what? I shit. I forgot about that. When I was a kid, I stabbed myself in the foot with a volleyball, uh, like a net post. You know, like to hold up the net. I stabbed ah. myself in the foot. I was wearing Rambo flip-flops. I stabbed mm. myself in the foot with it, and I had to get stitches. And I think it was, like, the next, the next day or that night or whatever, I had to, like, soak my foot in, like, some sort of fucking anti, antiseptic fucking whatever. And I wasn't allowed in the living room because there was a carpet in the living room, so I had to sit in the kitchen. And the live-action Masters of the Universe was on the TV and I was crying uncontrollably because I wasn't allowed to go into the living room to watch. I would splash <laughs> the stuff on the floor or on the carpet. <laughs> so that's my Masters of the Universe. Is like I fucking loved that movie when I was like eight. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Great. and I had Rambo flip flops. So that was so you know, dope. Maybe not so good against volleyballs, but you know, not what so else? well. Metal spikes, yeah, not so good against metal spikes. <laughs> huh. Liam is not a fan of JCVD, right? No, Am I correct? No, no, no. Yeah. But I liked Dolph Lundgren. In fact, I uh, recently, a uh, friend of the show, Adriana Gober, was talking to me about how she loves JCVD. She thinks he's like kind of he's a great. She thinks of him as kind of a charming himbo. I mean, obviously, none of us approve of him as a real life person because he's an awful person. But uh, as far as a performer, she really finds him compelling, which to me is psychotic. I've never heard anything like that. And she was like saying how much more she enjoys him than other American action heroes, like some of the people you were saying, Chris Stallone or uh, Schwarzenegger or any of these other people. And I brought up Lundgren, who I find far more compelling 
And, and, you know, if we're going to count JCVD as a American performer, which is just ridiculous, then, then we can count. I mean, you Lund- said Schwarzenegger, so. Right. It's the same thing, same thing. Right. But it is true that they, some of their biggest roles were in the U S so I get why people say that, you know, uh, but like, uh, and she said, well, the di- A, she had forgotten about Lundgren, but B, the difference, of course, is that Lundgren seems to be actually a good person, which makes him in a whole different category than all of these other actors, you know? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's fair, actually. Um, but yeah, I like Lundgren a lot. I got to say, though, as much as I love him, I understand why he doesn't get the same attention. He's just had less roles, right? Like most people only know him from Rocky Four, which is like not his career, right? But Yeah, he uh, wasn't really a leading man. But he does have a number of roles that I like, you know, so uh, I don't know if I have to choose. I'm going to go more with him. Uh, But okay, let's actually talk about on on a JCVD on a JCVD apologist note. There was an Amazon series called Jean-Claude Van Johnson, and I encourage you to watch at least the first two or three episodes because they are fucking on point like they are perfect and self-aware and it's very very good after that it sort of like loses the thread a little bit but those first couple episodes killed me so All you know right. give the guy a shot no i, I will say. not i will not because <laughs> i will chris i will here's the, Josh, rea- here's the reality you, i finished this you. let me let me give you guys the spoiler before we get into it uh because i wanted to talk about the history of the movie just a teeny bit not to get too deep into it but just to give it a little bit when i finished this movie knowing nothing of the history other than i knew there was a there was a different version but i didn't know how messy it all was right uh when i finished this movie i thought oh what a shame if it wasn't for jcvd i would have liked this movie right like <laughs> if it wasn't for his presence this movie would be pretty fun then i found out that the studio and apparently a lot of audiences hated Pyun's version so much they let jcvd re-edit the movie so we're literally watching his edit of the film and i'm thinking albert Pyun's albert Pyun's got an x rated that's why they didn't release it no 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 no. that's that's not why the x actually came for jcvds too and they had to edit it more the reason they didn't put his out is because they showed it to test audiences and apparently like one out of a hundred audience members liked the movie (laughs) wow so like i get it i get it especially because let's be clear this is the last movie uh canon put out in fact in fact many people say it's the movie that ruined canon but that's obviously not true if there's a movie that ruined canon it can't be the last one entire yeah Yeah, exactly but uh but yeah so like but the idea that like not only do I not like him in this movie, which he is a burden that the movie must bear. Uh, <laughs> he literally cut the movie. This is his cut of the movie. Now, granted, I might not like Albert Pyun's cut either. Like, I haven't watched it yet. So I don't want to pretend like, oh, that one's going to be better. It's just funny to me that I thought I might like this movie. It wasn't for him. And I'm like, oh, it's literally his movie now because he yeah. recut it for. And, you know, and I get why it wasn't just because of the the either the x rating or the fact that it didn't do well specifically for him he probably also cut it to make the fight scenes better like this is his thing right he has an idea of what the fight scene should look like which this is my major issue right this is the issue i always have because people always talk about how you know i don't know how you feel chris but most people when i complain about jcvd they're like it's not just his acting right it's not that people think he's the most compelling actor. They also like his physical presence. They think mm-hmm. that he's a good martial arts performer and they find his, you know, fighting and whatnot badass. And I don't, I mean, 
Yeah, I he guess. He does the splits, Liam. Liam, I, he does the splits. It's the buns, man. It's the buns. Okay. Ooh, I, yeah, I will the say the buns thing I love only because it's such an ego trip, like that every movie <laughs> there has to be an ass shot. And he, and he has to like... Most of the time, he doesn't just show the ass. He almost looks at the camera while you're looking at his ass. Like, you see <laughs> it, make don't sure you? you see it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh-huh. Um, I, you know, I appreciate that part. But, if you had uh, those buns of steel, you'd do the same thing too, though. Right, but hopefully I would be less boring otherwise. He's so boring. I don't I understand. I don't understand the love for him is all I'm trying to say. I don't understand it. I will say, though, while I do want to shit all over him, partly just to mess with you, Chris, I don't think this movie is bad at all, actually. It's it's pretty fun. I just, I, I don't think he brings anything to the movie. And I think with a different actor, uh, this might be a, like a three and a half stars for me so uh, instead watched, of like a two and a half stars. I've watched both versions. And the, is it good? The, neither yeah, what's is, the pin cut like? Neither is very good. Sure. But <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Both are enjoyable. Both are sort of fascinating. But both of them don't quite work sort of in the same ways, but also in different ways. But Albert Pune's is incredibly dark. And um, there's a lot of I want to say it's been a little while since I watched it. I, I watched it, I think, over the summer with friend of the show, Jordan Hollander and friend of me. Julia Psuga. Um we we watched the the work print, the Albert Pune cut, and it's wildly different. Like JCVD is in it, but it is not a JCVD movie. And so then the JCVD cut. That would make me so happy. (laughs) I I mean, he's still he's still very much in it. He's still there's such there's such a story. There's like this satanic, like cult kind of storyline throughout and it's it's it is very dark and it's um i think that i could see why a studio or the mpaa would be like no 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 these are different movies they get different ratings even though the theatrical cut is incredibly brutal and has just like really fucked up parts to it but it still got an r rating you know sure so neither neither is better than the other i will say the theatrical is completed so it's kind of it's easier, easier to, to watch. see that as better. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly but yeah, yeah. it definitely has like the the albert pune cut the the storyline is so much more coherent and the narrative is so much cleaner whereas with the theatrical cut it, it very much is like oh this guy spent months re-editing this movie to punch it up but we lost some of the through line that tied the whole narrative together. There's not much story there. There's a, there's a world, right? It's, yeah. it's definitely the like world gets you're, built. You're, you're in a whole other place, but the uh, narratively speaking, not a lot kind of happens though. I will say uh, it would be easy to say that JCVD makes himself Jesus in the movie. Right. Mm. But I think we're actually literally, if, but I think if but I think if we if we say that we're kind of missing the point of that sequence, which feels to me much more like uh, JCVD makes himself his his real idol, Arnold Schwarzenegger in that scene. Uh, right, because, better than Jesus. Yeah, better than Jesus. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger because it's so similar to the Conan uh, sequence where he gets crucified. Where he you know, bites the vulture. Yeah, exactly. The buzzard. So I love good. that. I love so that. So good. Um, yeah, I mean, I I'll, I'll be honest. Like, part of me really wants to like talk more about 
the movie being bad to like kind of stoke whatever antagonism between me and you, Chris. But I honestly like, I have a lot of affection for Albert Pune, even if I don't know all of his movies, like the ones I do know I like, and I know like he, you know, things kind of went tragically for him for a while, you know? So I, I just feel a lot of compassion. And while this isn't what we watched is not really his movie, right? Like it's, it's the right. JCVD version of his movie. It just feels disrespectful to totally go wholesale off on it. Uh, uh, because while it might not be his edited movie anymore, there's large parts of his DNA in it, in the vision of the world. He obviously was part of the costuming and the other detail though, this is from IMDb. So I don't know how much I trust IMDb, but IMDb claims that this whole setup was for two other movies he was working on that got pulled. So I read in, I read into this further because this movie fascinates me. Yes. The, the costumes were from the live action masters two that never got made. Right. And some of the sets were from Spider-Man. So like, IMDb Cannon claims, ran out of money and Marvel yeah. took the rights back. So IMDb claims his plan was to shoot both movies simultaneously so right. that he was going to be shooting masters and Spider-Man at the same time to save money. But they lost the deals with Mattel and Marvel at the same time. And cyborg became, we got to do something with all this shit that we already made, right. you know, which so is that's like, why it's all mixed up. That's like the folklore that I, that I know surrounding it as well, which I think is, again, that adds to the fascinating sort of like, that's the beauty of Canon Canon. Right. Yes. Like, and it's, it's, I feel like Liam, I've heard you shit on Bloomhouse or Blumhouse movies <laughs> on, on the various podcasts. And like, to me, Blumhouse movies are fascinating and they did, I'm sure I've talked about it on one of the Cinepunks fucking network podcasts that I've been on. Like there was a Planet Money episode, a podcast from NPR a couple of years ago that talked about the Blumhouse business model. And it's so fascinating to me. And it, you know, that's like the modern canon. The idea that canon just would, you know, stick this duct tape and super glue <laughs> things together and just make it work. And like this sort of, shameless schlock of it all you know but, but compared to canon blumhouse is so boring like here's the thing like i think canon made a lot of terrible movies yeah. but some of those terrible movies i love i enjoy them i think they're fun because of how ridiculous they are and occasionally canon made art house movies especially if they thought an art house movie was salacious enough that people would get offended and thus the movie would make money they were <laughs> totally willing to spend blumhouse doesn't seem to touch anything that has anything beyond like mass appeal to it and you know that's a bit of a bummer to me now i've heard that blumhouse uh does a lot of production stuff behind the scenes that doesn't end up being put out by them by their official release. Mm. So it's possible they're more interesting than I think they are because I'm just judging them by the movies that have the bumper in the front. Right. But that as a I production that- company, they're more interesting than I'm giving them credit for. But like the movies that have the bumper, not all of them are terrible. I don't want to make it sound like all they do is bad stuff. Okay. But yeah, they have some done some really, really terrible shit. Well, okay. Oh, of course. But some of the stuff that you love is torture for me. And that's <laughs> evident in many. <laughs> yes. I understand that you're, you're a flawed man. <laughs> do you guys remember when i interviewed jason blum <laughs> i don't remember that actually no, was that for cinepunks I, or for something else no, it was for uh cinadelphia at the time oh wow. yes 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 yeah i had to go to the four seasons hotel to interview him there and it was a one-on-one 
And uh, he took a call from Ethan Hawke while we were talking. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's fun, actually. That's it was I when would, um, it was when the that. Purge two came out, and I, I would absolutely I had, interrupt an interview with you. It was intense, man. I mean, he he was giving up the goods on how Blumhouse was operating, and I thought it was a pretty wild structure. You know what I mean? Like the way they did it, he was telling me was that they find people who had a hard time finding a second success, and they give them half the time of a shooting schedule and a shoestring budget. And he says, as soon as I make that money back, the rest of it is on you. And yeah, so, they, that's how they the the episode the podcast episode uh, focused on the girl next door with uh, I think Jennifer Lopez was in that, and it was oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible. The budget is you stick to the budget, you don't extend the budget. That was one of the big rules. And then another thing was like, I think that was was that the director of Too Fast Too Furious? Was Maybe? it? Maybe it, it was somebody from the fa- it was it was he he it was somebody like that that did like a huge hit and just struggled to find their second hit. And yeah, J-Lo no, worked. That's, that's him. It's uh, Yeah, and J-Lo worked for way less money than normal because she got a cut on the back end and probably ended up, because that movie was an outsized hit. It was a PG-13 horror movie. I was working at Carmack when it came out, and it just fucking blew the doors off the place. Like, they, it was in our biggest house, and it was sold out all weekend. Like, it was nuts. So it was go. an interesting, I mean, that's, that's an interesting idea to me, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Doesn't always I, necessarily I turn you, out. I, I just the think the art house that Liam expects. You know this this high art. No, no, no. Let's be clear here. Uh, Canon made Ninja Three: The Domination. Blumhouse has not done a single thing as good as Ninja Three: The Domination. Nary not one ninja movie from Blumhouse. That is true. I mean, I'm That's just saying. True, but I'm, Truth or Dare is incredible. It's a wonderful the, movie. No, no. <laughs> Did you see that movie, Liam? Yeah, that's not for me, man. That was not good. Oh shit! That <laughs> in fact, okay, so I, I'll take I'll take the first Conjuring movie. I think it's pretty good, right? Great. I'll, e- I'll even take the first Insidious movie. I don't love it, but it's fine. What are these other good Blumhouse movies that I'm supposed to care about? Happy Death Day was great. Truth or Dare was great. Happy yeah. Death Day Two. Uh, was okay, good. I'll give you the Happy Death Day movies. I think both of them are very good. Actually, yeah. I like those. I like those. Uh, what else? What else is like actually Wasn't ready fun? or not a Blumhouse movie? No, no, I don't think so. Um, I don't think. I mean, Paranormal Activity was one. No, thank you. Well, but I mean, that movie was interesting. It, you know, I don't think it's a rewatch, but it was a. It's kind of like a Blair Witch, like a time and a place. Like, oh, that was cool to see. <laughs> I can't think of any others. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, if you look at the list for Canon Films, there are lots of movies here that you've never seen. And you never oh, yeah. want to see. But there's the, a lot of chud. But the standouts are so good, right? That I just I don't know, man. I just I just feel like it's an unfair comparison. But then again, I also think between um the, the, three way, again? That, the way that Halloween Halloween, the way that Hollywood worked at the time and the fact of how much of uh these productions were fueled by cocaine. I just think it was a different time for movies. So maybe Blumhouse never could do the kind of shit that Canon could do because it just, it would be impossible for anyone to do the kind of shit that Canon. Did could you do. watch, have you seen the Canon documentary? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's a so lot of good. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blumhouse did get out. They did whiplash. They did us. They did black Klansman. They did split. Uh, Wait, black Phone Blumhouse Phone. did, did get out. I don't really. I'm looking at it now. All right, I'm gonna look. Maybe what we need to do is freaky. A, is a, well, <laughs> fuck freaky. that! I hated freaky. That uh, yeah, was fine. It was fun. Stop! Stop! Uh, maybe the what purge. We need, maybe what we need to yeah. do, uh, Josh, 
is a Blumhouse episode where we both kind of look and figure out like, what have they actually done? What have they produced? Like, what are the things that like, they deserve a little more credit than maybe I'm willing to give them, you know? And to be fair, it's not just me, right? Like this is a common yeah, no, idea. A lot of people, people hate yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mean, dude, they did Lords of Salem. Oh, fuck that movie. Belko experiment. Movie. Love it. The, tw- the 2018 Halloween is great. There's only, there's only, there's three good Halloween movies. One, three, and the 2018. <laughs> so is there anything else we want to say about Cyborg? <laughs> I know. Thank you, Josh, for trying to get us back on, on target. No, listen, here. watch Cyborg. All the characters are named for guitars, which is great. Uh, I, okay, that is fun. Yes. That is pretty good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, War Child from Point Break is in the is the main bad guy. The fucking dude. The, I think it was the scene that made me like stop doing whatever work I was doing when it came on was the fucking the barbed wire in the little girl's hands with with JCVD and the lady. Yeah, like that, family is, that is crazy. Well. That is crazy. So fucked up. Like I just stopped working. I just jaw dropped watching that because i was just like how is this a thing like how how is the real movie but that's all speaking of how is this a thing i say we transition to a little movie called the punisher sure. starring yeah, yeah, an yeah, actor yeah. named lewis gossett jr as detective <laughs> berkowitz <laughs> yo he what kills the fuck it. wait do we take a break for another bumper or no no man yeah punisher go lewis gossett one of the notes that i took was that Louis Gossett in that fucking in the scene in the jail cell, like brought it. Yeah, like he that did. dude was, he was acting going his full iron ass eagle. Off. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. One hundred percent chappy. Awesome. What do you think the jacket budget was for this movie? Because let me tell you something. There are some interesting choices in outerwear for men in this movie. <laughs> this, there yeah. is there is a the, full mid thigh acid wash jacket in there uh, on a the, mafia you, dude. The main, the the two main Yakuza henchmen, when they come Yo. walking up and the guy's wearing like a little short jacket, kills me every time. That shit is dope. I'm just saying, man, as an Asian man, number one, uh, I don't have very many Asian friends that are Jack Diesel or like big. And number two, all of my friends looked like that in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and I was mad jealous because I could not. And man, let me tell you, those dudes looked as tough as uh, they rocked it. They rocked it. Yeah, no, man, the, what a like flick, right huh? from the start, right from the start on this movie. Like the way that opening sequence is is so good. Like, <laughs> just go ahead. You talk about it, Liam. You you tell us what your thoughts are. Liam hates it. Why do you? Liam think doesn't that? like because I don't think you like Punisher. Oh, okay. Well, so yes, I mean. I'm not going to put this movie or any of the. Is Punisher it because you can see Dolph Lundgren's balls? You can no, 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 no. Josh, Josh means you're the pun- by that. No, Josh means the Punisher as a character. I don't love yeah. the character oh. of the Punisher. See, and, uh, I love the Punisher. I love the Jim Lee Punisher war zones or war journals. Like that was my shit. Like the first episodes where, or the first issues where it was like him and Wolverine, they had to fight dinosaur poachers. That shit was dope. And Jim Lee was, was illustrating. It was my favorite book. For like a little bit. And um, then, I, then I saw this movie and this movie did not please me. I'll be honest. When I saw it the first wow. time. But then watching it now, I'm like, well, you know what? 
not okay. I'm mad. You know what I'm saying? Like in the pantheon of Punisher movies, it's not my favorite. You know. Yeah, you're more Wait. of a Punisher Warzone guy, right? Yes, sir. More of a Tom yes, Jane. Sir. More of a Tom no, Jane. No, 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 no. no Punisher Warzone. Warzone, Warzone. The know, Tom Jane one is bad. I don't think it's to good. their that credit. Unwatchable. To their credit, I think that they did a really good job of like understanding like the Punisher character or like presenting the Punisher character and the brutality in this too. This is another one where it's just like I didn't expect this movie to be as violent. And, sure. Yes. Well, that was one know, of my notes. Okay. I, let me actually give my response because Josh got everything wrong. So let me get this actually <laughs> as usual. Go on. Uh, no, just about my opinion because I don't <laughs> like the Punisher as a character. I'm not going to judge each of these movies on the quality of the Punisher as a character. Um, I'm just going to judge it on the movie itself. I think that I don't understand, Chris, your deep love for this, let alone a lot of other people I know. Like when I went to my letterbox. A lot of four and five star reviews for this movie, which I think is just hyperbolic insanity. That's not a real thing. However, there are some things I really love about this. One of which you just brought up, Punisher actually kills people in this. If it's a if lot Punisher, of people. If Punisher's not killing people, we're wasting our time. I don't get this whole <laughs> Punisher, like he shoots some people, but he mostly is a pretty rational guy. Get the fuck out of here, right? Yeah, um, he's an that, unhinged ex-cops. That, yeah, that, well, no, but that's the part. Okay, now, Josh, you're making me jump to the flaw. There's one major flaw in this. Punisher's not a fucking cop. This movie gets that wrong, and it ruins the character. He's Punisher, an ex-cop, Liam. No, he's not an ex-cop. Punisher hates In the cops. movie. He's not a cop in the movie. He's but he is, but he's basically a cop in the movie. In the comic, he is a Vietnam vet. That's the point. The whole appeal of the character is, what if we used our fucked up, insane tactics in Vietnam on criminals? That's the point of the character. That's the whole entire selling point of the character is that if we treated criminals like we treat Vietnamese people, i.e. not like humans, then we would uh, effectively erase crime, which, by the way, that's why he's a villain when he first shows up, because the person who created him was like, this is a terrible idea. We should never do this. And then, of course, it was the 80s. And we're all like, this is a great idea. Let's just murder criminals because they're not white. So it doesn't matter. And that's the point of the Punisher is like, let's murder a bunch of, you know, black and brown people and then we won't have crime anymore that's the that's what the character is about so in the movie to make him a cop defeats the purpose the point of the punisher is that it's not that he's a bummed cop who now is going to do violence he is a vet he's bringing army tactics the 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 reality is no cop is as good at killing people as the punisher is i know we think they are but it's because no one fights back the moment someone fights back cops just give up and run away and cry uh, it, 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 the Punisher doesn't do that because he's used to war. He's a veteran. And not only is he a veteran, he's like a fucking, you know, black ops. I mean, they've retconned it so much over time that he's basically was a super soldier before he was the Punisher. You know what I mean? Like they've really made him like an unkillable badass, you know? That's what the character's about. It's really, other than the fact that the movie is like kind of low budget and it's not like the most highly quality, you know, highly quality film. The only real flaw is making him a cop because then it just becomes about like, well, if the cops could just do violence, like Punisher does, does violence, they'd be better at their jobs, which kind of misses the point in a, in a big way. Right. Uh, otherwise though, I don't, you know, the action's not exciting uh, in a lot of sections, but it's still better than a lot of movies of the time. Like if you think about 1989 American action movies, it's pretty good. Actually, there's a lot of fun things. And again, we get back to the other thing here. Punisher's actually killing people. That's fun. Like that's what the character is. That's what he should be doing. And finally, like um, 
Lundgren is a bit of a wooden board in this. Like he doesn't get to do as much as I would like uh, with the character, but he's hot. And uh, I don't know how many other Punishers. I mean, I guess some people think Thomas Jane is hot, but uh, a lot of times we don't think of Punisher as like being sexy. And I kind of like that Lundgren's Punisher is a little bit more like attractive, you know? Um, And I do like- So now you're coming out in favor of his balls- yeah, that's hanging. great. That's fun. Okay. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, and, as, and and I don't know that like uh the other movies like sexualize him enough in a way. I kind of I kind of like that that's a part of this one. Um but you know, the most the biggest selling point for me is just that it's it's silly, it's having fun, it's a very goofy movie. Um but it takes seriously the violence of the character. I like that. I think that works. I do think the whole thing where it's like um he's just a cop who got you know, frustrated and left or, you know, sort of, uh, uh, takes the cover of the, the mob killed his family, Liam. Right. In a but the park, but it works. Well, no, not no, in, in his driveway, in his driveway. Well, yeah, Josh. no, in, well, that's in the movie, in the book, he, Yo, they, they're flying a kite, but he's not a Go cop on. in the, in the, in I, the I have a question for Chris. Tell me, do you say veteran or veteran? Veteran. Right. Like a normal person. That's my, yeah, I don't live in Go the Midwest. <laughs> Continue. Oh, did I say veteran? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, like, who cares? I don't know why. Why? Wait, what's that? Who cares about that? I don't know. I say veteran. Josh, apparently. Yeah, it's That's weird. Thing. That's a weird Sorry. thing to care about. Well, you know, Liam, I don't tell you what to care about, do I? Yes, all but the time. Anyway. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, so uh, wait. So, so after watching is- side side note, also like to the parallel with Cyborg in terms of like this the weird marred production. Like there sure. is a word yeah, yeah, print yeah, yeah. of this. The work print is like 15 minutes in the beginning that shows Frank Castle before he becomes the Punisher. And it it doesn't, I think that the theatrical version is ultimately better because who gives a shit how Frank Castle became the Punisher? Yeah, that character yeah, yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That character works better when you know as little as possible about him. But the the work print has a lot more like of Lewis Gossett Jr. and of Frank Castle. And I do think that. Louis Gossett Jr.'s devotion to Frank and uh, like familial uh, love for Frank makes more sense in that version than it does in the theatrical. But um, also the if I if 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 the internet it hasn't lied to me and it never has in my life before, so I believe it now. <laughs> New World Pictures was sold before this got a theatrical release, and so it was oh. never theatrically released. It, 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 it was released Whoa. internationally, but not domestically, which definitely makes a lot of sense because when the first time I saw this, I was just like, this is Dolph Lundgren 89. Like, why the fuck did I not know about this? Why have I not seen this? And like, I do think it's a little weird though, because you're not that much younger than me and Josh. And you didn't see this in video stores like your whole yeah. childhood. Like I just Dude, feel like I grew I up with the cover the box. of this thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like this and the bleeders box. Like those are two things that always are indelibly tied to like the video store experience. You know? No, I I I didn't I didn't know that this really existed. I think when uh, the Thomas Jane one came out, there was like a uh, another one before, but we don't talk about it because it sucked so bad. And it's like. Is actually pretty. It doesn't quite work, but there's a lot to it that, like, I would recommend this and I would recommend Cyborg wholeheartedly to anyone. And not to say that they're good movies. I wouldn't say, hey, this is going to move you 
emotionally the way the whale did, but they <laughs> are like, they are, but they are fun to watch and they are fascinating on some weird, this is almost their level. And it's not, it's not bad enough to be forgotten. It's not bad enough to be ignored. And I, I wonder if the fact that it didn't get a domestic theatrical release is what yeah, I'm assuming my radar. I'm assuming that's and for for a few people, right? That that's what it is, or is whatever that, else. Like if if the New World Pictures buyout, like when they sold, if that just created enough of a like a rift or like enough of an interruption where it was timing, and this movie could have been huge. This because this was '89, so this was right around the time of Tim Burton's Batman, and this is not as good as that. But it it's also like. If you've watched the Tim Burton Batman in the last few years, it's not as legendary and perfect as people kind of build it up to be. So, like, yeah, why? I didn't agree. This Most work? people yeah. maybe just because this was rated R, and like at the time, comic book movies were for kids, and so a movie this violent eliminates. It's the same reason that the girl next door for Blumhouse was had to be PG thirteen because that's who's going to see those movies. You're not mm -hmm. going to get a bunch of thirty five year olds going to see a teenage horror movie. You know what I mean? Those are made for that audience. So when you make a, a, a comic book movie for little kids, but it's super violent and R-rated, then you're, you're cutting yourself off at the knees right before or right, at the, right out of the gates, you know? Yeah. yeah, you're hobbling yourself before you get the chance. Right. I assume that people thought it was a good idea, though, because in 89, the character was pretty popular, right? Yeah, Although, yeah, that was the heyday of, like, that Marvel wave. Right. Which is also yeah, more yeah, reason yeah. of, like, it, the, this is a known property. This is not, like, when Marvel made Iron Man and everybody was like, what? <laughs> the fuck? Iron Man starring Robert Downey Jr.? Like, some washed-up loser and, like, a fucking C-list Marvel? Like, when they make X-Men, everybody goes, yeah, X-Men, of course. X-Men fucking rules. People love X-Men. But, like, Punisher, you know was a known property it was a it was yeah. ip that had value in the marketplace and yet this movie didn't go anywhere i got it i got it. i well i don't want to get too distracted but it's hard not to because of this being a comic book movie right like it's hard not to get into comic book stuff but i was exactly the person you're talking about chris who was like why the fuck would you make an iron man movie in the first place but i think people who maybe uh, are less wrapped up in in the X Men as like the most important thing that happened in comics. Iron Man is kind of a classic character. I just I just didn't read that much classic stuff. So to me, it's mm. it's a, it's an insane thing that we're going to start with Iron Man. I think for some other comic people, they did not feel that way. Uh, whereas you know, I I was kind of I like, didn't feel that way. I was way hyped. I was like fucking Iron Man. Who cares about this? But I think that was not. A common opinion. I don't necessarily mean it. No, I, I don't necessarily mean to say like it was a mistake. Obviously, it paid off well, but right. like I, I'm saying, I, I I remember the the man on the street. You know, like it, it sure, seemed, sure, 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 sure. I, I feel like the broad. I'm not talking about nerds like Josh. He's on a different yeah. level. Like people of us, those of us that touch grass, were saying, <laughs> Iron Man. What the fuck? I mean, okay. Whatever. But to be but to be fair, in 1989, how many people who touched grass would know or reading comics at all? Yeah, like yeah. It, they were big, but they weren't as big as they would get in the 90s. It, I, again, as someone who That's knows valid. more about this than we do, might be able to tell us the actual like. Well, in 1989, Punisher was only doing this well or whatever. I don't know. I'm not claiming to be an expert, but it, it feels like. 
by the 90s between just the popularity of the X-Men and then the X-Men cartoon show, that became like more mainstream culture. Whereas in 1989, the Punisher was maybe popular with comic book nerds, but not necessarily something that that general public knew about, you know? I think that's, I think that's probably true. Can we just take a brief moment though to talk about Dolph Lundgren? I mean, I, again, I think, I think he's a little stiff in this to my taste, but, He's still charming. Like, I still think he's good I mean, in the role. Dude, that dude, just as a history lesson on him, he dated Grace Jones. Well, this is what I'm saying. This is why Adriana thought it was so funny that I brought him up because it's like, you know, he's actually cool. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, he seems like he an has actually a degree cool dude. In chemical engineering. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, got he seems a cool. Fulbright scholarship to MIT. Yeah. And he worked at the Limelight in New York where I saw Gangstar. What? <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why his career didn't come up to the same level as uh, JCVD because he was too busy being dope everywhere. He's a decent human being, not some like sociopathic fucking nightmare. (laughs) He's a fourth degree black belt in Kyokushin karate. God, Jesus. But the fact that he was a bodyguard for Grace Jones and then started dating her. What? Huh? Grace Jones? Well, and and, and if we if we do expand to some of the like I mean he was in some seriously very B movies, right? Yeah, but like yeah, for on this sure, pod on this podcast we don't care about that and I can say some of these movies that he was in that people have never heard of are fun fucking movies. Like yeah, I, I, just I come think, in pieces genius. Yeah, I mean oh, he just but you leave in pieces, sir. But so he good. really didn't get the kind of breaks, I guess, that JCVD got. And you know, I, I granted He's never doing full split showing off his perfect ass. So maybe that's why. Those buns, but, baby. Uh how many uh how many degrees in chemical engineering does JCVD have is my question. Oh, two or three probably. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll take that. Stop. <laughs> uh but I'm with you, Josh. Some of these movies are are that he was in are really great. Uh and he seems really he seems really great too. I mean we could be wrong. Obviously, this is all from afar. We don't know any of these people on a personal level. He might actually be awful. But just from what I know of him, he certainly seems cool. And he, he doesn't have the sort of public awfulness that some of these other people do. Uh, True. But that that being said, um, yeah, I, I mean, because of the gimmick, Chris, I'm, I'm in theory mad you picked these movies. In reality, I'm not mad at all. Like the Punisher, <laughs> the Punisher's pretty cool, actually. And I mean, it's there's not leather as good. pants throughout the entire movie on on our man Dolph. I mean, I'm gonna side eye anyone who's given it five stars. That's not about the movie. Okay. That's about you. Yeah, that's about you. It's and that's not fine. Five stars. That's it's fine. Not a perfect movie. Well, I'm not gonna judge anyone for saying five stars. That you're saying that because you love it. It's it, it hits something. And you're in you. totally fine. Yeah, that's cool. But that's, that's a you thing. You can't yeah, yeah, universalize yeah. that. Yeah. But it's not trash either. And I think you're right, Chris. That people wrote this movie off for a long time as like, oh, it's one of those terrible Marvel movies that came out before Marvel movies got good. And I don't think, I mean, I, you know, let's compare this, say, to the Captain America movie. Yeah, or the it's, Fantastic Four movie. I was just saying right. Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, right. which is brutal. Right. right. So or the modern abysmal. Fantastic Four, which is our brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or there so, was those Thor movies, too, in the 80s, where the guy uh-huh. looked Nordic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's clearly better than, than, than that stuff. And I'll still make fun of people a little bit for loving it to some extent. I still had fun watching it. It's fun. It's it's not yeah. a great action movie. It's a good time. Uh, but again, I just can't. 
I also think Cyborg is intriguing. I just can't get over for me my my bias with JCVD, and that's not a universal thing. That's there a you are, thing. There, there a, are. It, I don't think it is. Though. I think everyone's wrong. I think everyone's wrong. <laughs> the next ep- we should have done a triple feature. We should have done Universal Soldier. Well, we could just do another episode. We'll do you, another Chris. episode sometime. Hopefully, like 365 days from now would be. When I would <laughs> or 169 episodes. 169 episodes? <laughs> no, that's way more than the way we record. That's basically oh, telling Chris to fuck off for like five years. That's not never. fair. I wouldn't do I would that never. Chris. Yeah, never. I'll come on a lunch with Liam to talk about Universal Soldier. That'll be like the the chaser on this episode. So nah, all the dog, people out there come on lunch who with need Liam more. Just to talk about Liam. That's what all we the do. all the people that need more Chris Reject in their lives, they'll have to sign up on the Patreon. You got to get those Patreon numbers up. No one I'm needs saying, more man. Chris in their lives. We're gonna entice people with those Chris Reject episodes of Lunch with Liam. Lunch with Chris. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's got a nice ring. I'm to gonna it. do a new show, and it's gonna be called the Chris Corner, and I'm just gonna Ooh. talk to Reject. Yeah, I like that. It. I, like I mean, I'm looking forward for you starting your own network to put that one out. That'll yeah, be fun. yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a good mm. one too. Mm. Mm. Only Filipinos and Chris mm. Reject on there. Yeah, which which one of you is going to edit that one again? Sharky. <laughs> what up, Sharky? Sharky likes me and Josh way more than you anyway, so Liam. So much sure. more. What up, yeah, Sharky? No, I'm sure that's true. My dude. <laughs> All right. So is there anything else you want to say in closing about either The Punisher or Cyborg? I will say they're fucking awesome. Go there, watch are, there are a lot of people who love Cyborg, legitimately or ironically, I don't care what the reason is, who don't then check out other of Albert Pion's movies. And I think that's kind of fucked up. Like if you have a lot of love for this movie, check out his other movies, man. He's done. A, he did a lot of He's stuff. He's done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. yeah. And, and I think, um, I think while not all of it is great, again, I just busted on the Captain America movie. Um, some of it I think is super great. And I think it's worth he was giving just it ahead of his time, man. That's what it is. When you're just ahead of the curve, no one's going to be on board. Yeah. I think that's what it is, man. The burden of an Asian filmmaker. Go ahead, Don. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, Like I said, I haven't seen a ton of his movies. I have a soft spot, like I said, for Radioactive Dreams. I really love it. I also like Sword and Sorcery. I think it's fun. Um, And I am a defender of Dollman, which a lot of people write off as silly, but I like it. Treat Williams, that one? Wow. I like Dollman. It's silly. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't like it the way I like a real movie, but I, I, it's fun. I can't, I mean, again, this is what the show is, right? I fun. like Godard and I like doll man and that's how it is, you know, and I'm not going to apologize yeah. for that. <laughs> nor should you Liam, nor yeah, should yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Chris? Are there any closing thoughts that you have on either of these other than people should watch them? No, I think, I think people should watch them. I have a closing thought that I forgot is that, uh, I have two events wrestling related coming up in. April. Oh yes. All Let's right. do some plugs. Yeah. Let's do the Let's plugs. Do yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, really, watch these movies. They're 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 fascinatingly imperfect. They're fun. Neither of them is overly long. They're great. Watch them. But uh, April fifteenth, I haven't really started promoting these things yet. So this is sort of like a scoop. If you guys are excited about that, April fifteenth, um, uh, Agfa just did a Blu-ray release of that 2012 documentary about glow the gorgeous ladies oh, yes. Yes. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. we had sponsored it lvac had sponsored it for the Southside film festival back then when it first came out and it was fucking awesome and then it was on netflix for a while and people really got into it and now the ag for release uh we're gonna do a screening we're co-sponsoring with the muhlenberg college radio station wmuh to do 
uh, a screening at the Emmaus Theater. So it's like a cool, small, single screen, locally owned theater. The college radio station and us are going to do a screening of the Glow documentary on April 15th. I think that we're going to try to do maybe like a Q&A panel or some sort of thing with the wrestlers that we are friends with, that we work with a lot to try to make it a little bit more unique so you're not just coming out to see something that you can see on Blu-ray. Um, but regardless, if you're not local, check that, check that documentary out. It's really, really good. If you are local, April 15th at Emmaus Theater, and then the next return to Sokol's is going to be very close after that. So um, that's it. We're going to do another wrestling show at Sokol's, but April 15th is before that. April 15th at Emmaus Theater, Sokol's after that. And uh, I think that's about it. You know, order some tea because I got a building to pay for. Word. I do. I do really do think people should get some T-shirts from you because it is the one thing you do that I fully support. So there you go. Uh, actually, dude. I love the wrestling too. I'm not yeah. going to pretend gonna you got say, me man, into wrestling. Dude, and the I, wrestling that. show that Cross Keys played was one of our funnest shows, and that we did that, that show fucking, was nuts. That was really when we fun. did the Crow Mags intro. Wags still talks about that. <laughs> yeah, for those for those at home who haven't seen it, and you can get the DVD uh, at merchbin.net in the LVAC section. You can get the DVD of, we ran a show at the Weyerbacher Brewing in Easton, and during a wrestling match, the action spilled out. I think it was a five-on-five tag match. The wrestling spilled out of the ring, and Cross Keys started playing the most ignorant mosh riff (laughs) while there was just a melee, and there's like over 400 fucking people in this brewery just like packed to the gills, hanging from the rafters, beyond capacity beyond reasonable limits and there's 10 big beefy wrestlers fuck crowd and crossed keys just <laughs> ignorant so much fun and and like the wrestling shows are a lot of fun because it's it's like you don't know that that can that is what wrestling can be you know there is like this it's the basement show sort of element of wrestling you know, aerosmith and there's wwe and then there's like cross keys and lvac in a fucking brewery moshing you know um, it was it's it one the of the more shows are really shows looking forward played. to that that was fun i hope you have us back or have hard turf play something well whatever. i um oh yeah hard turf's not a bad idea cross keys is is playing up at Sokol's at the end of april right yeah we're playing with wolves and wolves and wolves and wolves i believe yeah. So all that stuff think, is still okay, coming buddy. together for us. So yeah, pretty pumped. But you'll be there, right? Excited to see you. Yeah. What do you got, Liam? Nothing. <laughs> rough well, cut. Uh, Buy but, shirts from Rough Cut. Yeah, yeah, Buy yeah, shirts yeah. from Dry Rot. I'm supposed to be uh, doing Rough Cut ads, and I forgot to do it on this episode. So that's a bummer for me. But yeah, guys, check out Rough Cut Fan Club if for some reason you haven't. Uh, by the time this comes out, our recent drop of possession and demons will not be up anymore but we are pretty soon doing another drop of uh where we uh you know what i can't even promo it yet because i don't know that exactly 
what the art is going to be. So uh, check out roughcutfanclub.com um, and hopefully we'll have a new thing up by the time you check it out. But we do still have mugs and shirts available for heat. And I like that design a lot. I think more people should buy it. So. Yeah. Still. And they'll ship to you in a very exclusive, very nice, I fun know. shipping box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess we should wrap up. Uh, this was fun. Thank you for coming on, Chris. Yeah. I want to pretend that this was torture, but it's not. It was actually a good time. I feel um, like listening to it is going to be tough because it's just us shouting over each other a lot. But that's yeah, their but that's problem, what, not That's ours. what people like. I had so, fun. you know. Hey. It is what it is. <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. We'll do hopefully, it live Hopefully Sharky soon. has some bits that he can... He can cut up and cobble together you know, to make me, us look like we're yeah. not talking over each other. Well, I mean, to, to do like a little teaser where I'm antagonizing Liam like I do Justin. Oh, yeah, that was that's fun, actually. <laughs> I Sharky, hate it, but it's also fun. You're the man. Do your best. <laughs> All right, or, guys. Do your worst. He's going to thank put you most for of this listening. As always, rate, review and subscribe, because that is the currency that podcasters like us really do appreciate and enjoy. Uh, again. Big up to Chris and XLVACX.com for all of your screen printing needs. And uh, thank you so much for listening, Chris. You know, it's funny, like during pandemic, you and I became friends, like kind of at the tail end of it. And uh, it's one of the things that is uh, a beautiful thing to me. And I'm really happy to be your friend. So thank you for coming on the show. And thank you for being my friend. For having me. I thought we were friends since. So, no. Since when now? You cut out. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> the fact that my first right. show is at your house, I forget about that all the time. But I you know. live in that house. That's Jordan. That's the kayfabe Chris reject. Uh, it's time to sign off. Smoke bongs. Smoke bizoms. <laughs> See you guys never. Oh, man. Do you like spooky movies? Hair-raising tales. Insightful criticism. Judgmental hot takes. Then you're going to love Horror Business, the horror podcast on the Cinepunks Podcast Network dedicated to all things weird and spooky. My name is Leo Dong. And I'm Justin Lore. And every episode, we're going to tear apart your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies to get to the bottom of what makes these movies great, or maybe not great. Whether it's The Beyond, Prince of Darkness, or Inseminoid, we dive in on a double feature every episode, and then we talk about it. Some of our insights are great, and sometimes we just complain. So if we have to suffer through it, so do you. Horror Business, available anywhere you find fine podcast products.